Welcome back to another episode of Baby Mamas Anonymous, a Dr. Mom podcast where we share relatable stories from single or separated parents and give solutions for better parenting, co-parenting, and raising children in a positive and holistic manner. Let's go. Hey everybody, it's Marguerite, AKA Dr. Mom, your favorite personal consultant and host. Welcome back to the show and thank y'all for tuning in. I have had the absolute pleasure of chatting with some of you listeners out there. I hear your stories, I hear your issues, and I want you guys to know that you are not alone. It's a lot of people out here going through the exact same thing. I've personally dealt with many of the same issues that you have, and while I don't have all the answers, It is my sincere hope that a seed is at least planted and your takeaway is something you can use to improve your life as a parent and in turn improve the lives of your children. Dr. Mom Personal Consulting works with a lot of parents needing specific guidance, but some of our clients are also young adults trying to navigate the transition of leaving home, becoming responsible adults, and they too need guidance in figuring out their individual paths and what's best for them. So let's jump into it. Last week, I had an interesting conversation with a young lady who was just recently connected with her biological father after she turned 18 years old. Her father had been in prison for about 11 years and she hasn't seen him in all of that time. Before that 11 year stint, he had only been out of jail a couple of months after doing another five years. So in total, This man was in prison for about 16 of this young lady's entire 18 years of life. After turning 18, she decided to move in with her father and spend time getting to know him before moving on to her next step in her life's journey. Now, that's a very mature decision to make. I commended her on this. Well, to make a long story short, the arrangement didn't last very long. It lasted less than 60 days, 58 days to be exact. She acknowledged that she tried it, it didn't work out, and at the very least, she now knows her father better than a jailhouse letter and got to meet some of her paternal family as well. There were a couple of issues, but What family doesn't have issues, right? On top of that, there's bound to be rough patches when two adults move in together and are getting to know each other's quirks, right? Of course, those things can be easily solved with open and respectful communication regarding expectations and boundaries. This young lady was cool with all of that, but what broke her heart and ultimately the deal was something her father said to her. And that's what today's show is about. Things you don't say to your children. So what are some things you don't say to your child? At the top of my list, you do not question your child's existence. And I'm trying to hold myself here because this one right here burns me up. 
And it's lightweight the basis for this episode. Parents, never say to your child, regardless of their age, under any circumstances, the following. I should have aborted you. If you're a father, I should have asked for an abortion. You shouldn't even be saying to your child, I should have put you up for an adoption. There is no reason whatsoever that you need to have that type of conversation with your child. I mean, what in the entire people, seriously, excuse me, but when you discuss abortion with your child or your thoughts of abortion, because there's context for everything. And I'll get to that in a later episode because you can have an abortion conversation with your child, but you do not say to your child, I should have aborted you. I mean, you literally just told your child one of two things that either you wish they were dead in this moment, because in this moment you just brought it up or you were thinking about killing them, but changed your mind. Now, let me be clear. I really could care less about your stance on abortion. I personally believe a woman's choice and what happens to her body is her personal decision. So let's just leave it at that, mothers. Whatever decision you make about your body, keep it personal. And you at least don't share with your children. There is absolutely no need to discuss with your child the alternative to the personal decision you made or didn't make to bring that child into this world. Fathers, y'all just be quiet. Your choice was made during the sex act, and as far as I'm concerned, that's the only choice you get until it's decided that you get another. Don't at me, homie. I said what I said. You want to have a personal conversation about it, make an appointment. I will make time for that, sir. The fact that actually matters here, people, is that your child is here now. And your child needs not to be burdened with your regret. Okay? Because what does that do? It not only hurts their feelings... And that hurt is deep, let me tell you. It creates a divide in the sacred relationship between a parent and a child. Right? Emotional hurt from a parent can cause long-term damage to a person by hindering future relationships with sabotage or unhealthy emotional dependence. The topic of abortion should never be used as a joke or in no circumstance whatsoever should the topic of abortion be used as a weapon to hurt another person especially your child so what's next another conversation you do not have with your child You know what? And this is going to encompass a lot of conversations. Do not, parents. Number two, do not involve your children in adult business. This is another one that irritates my soul. 
Lord have mercy. I could give y'all so many examples on this one, but y'all know what I mean. Keep those babies out of adult business, y'all. There is nothing worse than a child who sounds like a parakeet repeating what they hear from their loud mouth adults around them. Let me take that back. What's worse is when that child really understands the context of what's being said and sounds just like Miss Bonita gossiping out her window telling all your business. Let these children be children. Let them enjoy their innocence. They have plenty of time to deal with the woes of adulthood. They will be adults before you know it. So there is no need for us as parents to speed up that process, right? Your financial woes, keep them to yourself. Your marital problems or your other person problems, keep that to yourself. Your kids don't need to hear that. Stop arguing and venting in front of them and please stop venting to them. Your child is not your friend. You're supposed to be helping them navigate their feelings and emotions. So how in the world are they going to help you with yours? Does your healthcare professional come to you for health advice or to vent about his poor health? If they did, I bet you would stop going to that doctor, wouldn't you? Does a teacher stand in front of a class and ask his students to explain the lessons they've never seen or experienced? No, because they're supposed to be the professional, right? Then why are you having a discussion with your child about why their father isn't being a father to them? Come on, y'all. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Your child is looking to you to be the professional in this equation. I'm sorry to break it to y'all. You can dress your children up like adults and call them your best friends all you want. But the reality is they are still children. Children need more in the areas of guidance, nurturing, and education, and less in the areas of entertainment and material possessions. Children need to be raised, y'all. We just can't expect them to grow up. It is our job to raise them. We can be their friends when they're adults and out on their own. Okay? Now, last but certainly not least, you know, I like to give y'all three tips. Um, so the third thing that we should not be saying to our children is calling them derogatory names. Because words have meaning, people. Why would you call your child that you raised from a beautiful, innocent baby names like bitch, whore, loser, stupid, etc., whatever? You know, I always try to watch what I say because words matter. The words you use all have definitions. And when you label someone with a certain word, you are defining them as an individual. Another example, comparing them to others negative. 
You're just like so-and-so. You're going to be just like your daddy. You're going to be just like so-and-so. You are just like so-and-so. Don't do that. Please don't do that, parents. Again, when you are assigning a label to someone, you are defining them as an individual. And if the word you are using to define them as negative, they may feel as if you are attacking them personally. Instead of name calling or using derogatory terms to label a person, identify the specific behavior or behaviors that need to change instead. Call out the action. Labeling the action itself as derogatory and define the positive behavior you expect to see instead. It's really that simple. Think about your words before you use them. Now, don't get me wrong. In my household, there is no such thing as a taboo subject and just about everything is up for discussion. But there's always rules to any engagement, right? Conversations can only move forward if all parties agree to discuss the issue, all parties are being respectful, and proper context is given to ensure understanding, right? I, I personally don't believe in non-productive conversations about important issues. Because nine times out of ten, they turn into arguments. So, remember, people, be careful about what you say to your children. And be mindful about what you're saying in front of them. Because children are sponges soaking up everything around them. Everything you give them. Everything you put in them. They soak it up. When you're talking to your children, ask yourself, what are you teaching them? And what lesson are they really learning, right? Well, that's it for me today, folks. Thanks for listening. I do wanna hear from you though. I wanna hear your stories, your comments, your questions. Feel free to drop me a line on Facebook, or you can contact me at my website, drmomtoyou.com. That's D-R-M-O-M, number two, letter U.com. See you next week on Baby Mamas Anonymous, y'all.